welcome to No Load Time, episode 13. My name is Obed Veles, I'm one of your hosts, and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Joel Young. What's good, guys? What's good? Glad to be back here on the No Load Time podcast with my man, Obed. How are you doing, man? Good, man. Good, good. I'm really excited, and before we, we do anything, um, we really want to thank you guys for listening. Um, our last episode is a fastest growing episode that we've had um so we really appreciate you guys tuning in we appreciate your feedback we're listening to you guys as well so um from the bottom of our hearts really thank you so much guys yeah sincerely thank you guys Uh, we were surprised to see how quick in a matter of a week uh, how many listens we got so we're we're glad for you guys to join us on the journey absolutely absolutely uh so joe what's up man what you been up to uh, yeah, yeah, so, you know, just enjoying the, the end of summer here, you know, trying to get as refreshed as I can as, you know, going to that, you know, and the latter end of it now, um, you know, just maybe a few more weeks left of the official summer season, um, but, no. <laughs> I know, <laughs> Darth Vader, no, no, yeah, <laughs> uh, so, I, you know, just, just trying to enjoy life and whatnot, but, uh, you know, something I think that that's really cool that, that I've been doing recently is you know we're in august now so what that means is we get new ps plus games right um they got some really good uh ps plus games for this month i I was pretty pleased with the the lineup um from ps4 ps3 and and even vita um but specifically the title that i downloaded right away was assassin's creed freedom cry and of course it's going to be assassin's creed with joel I, I've already played Freedom Cry. Um, I actually got that when Black Flag came out. Uh, I actually had done a, uh, a contest with Ubisoft, uh, and it was on one of their Twitch streams, and I actually won the DLC to, to Freedom Cry. Um, but So I, I've already played it, um, but I, I downloaded it again. I'm playing it again. It's a really fantastic game from the story standpoint. Uh, it's based off of a character named Adwale, who is, Adwale, yeah. yeah. So he's he's a Haitian uh, guy. He's a former slave because you're you're talking about the um, 1700s. So you know it's he is a right man right hand man of uh, Edward Kenway on the ship, the Black Flag. Um, but now after what happens in Black Flag. They give now what happened to Adwale and what's his background, and this entire game just follows only Adwale, and specifically as he goes back to um, Port Port-au-Prince, and he's trying to set free uh, those that were enslaved, um, enslaved by the French at that time. So the story is really good. You feel a lot more of an emotional connection compared to, um, I think that that was a fault of Assassin's Creed Four. Uh, that you know the the story was it was fun but it wasn't very um connecting from an emotional standpoint um yeah i I could agree there was a a couple of disconnects here and there um i i I liked kenway as as a character because he wasn't an assassin he wasn't trained and uh, he was just this dude that was you know coming to you know uh the, the new world um just to better his life with you know for his wife and and his family and and then he got caught up in in this whole crazy you know assassins and templars and thing uh that happened so but uh, at times i liked it but i really like Adewale though Adewale was a great character on that game yeah so i i think that and that's the thing is you know it, the the way they took Adewale and the way that it's such a, a vast difference right off the bat with his character the way you see they take him from when he's enslaved and then they jump right into when he's going back now to liberate the people you can really you know just as just in his fighting style with the game like you can sense there's a very um strong emotion there um you know where kenway was just more of a a pirate going around just you know going going through his kind of his business you know to like said to better his family Mm-hmm. You know, Adwali's fighting for freedom, and that's what's called Freedom Cry. So he, you know, it, it, taking these guys out is the difference between, you know, him and his entire, um, you know, his entire race. You know, basically being free in that in that area. So it's very powerful. I mean, you know, he uses this amazing like machete sword, and it's 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 a lot of fun. So I'm having fun going back and replaying that and. 
Uh, I look forward now to finishing that out. Um, it's, it's a very short a few sequences, but it's it was a good DLC, and I'm glad to play it again. Nice. I never got to play it. I, I finished 4, and after I finished it, I went back. I was trying to get the um, the Templar armor, um, but I never went back and, 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 and did that, and I never got Freedom Cry. I really wanted to. Now now I don't have any excuses, so I already, I already got it on, on PSN. I just have to download it and find the time to to get it get in, in it. So I know, and that's the same thing with the other game they put out too. Uh, just cause three, like that's another game that I really want to play now. Uh, I I don't know when I'll I'll do it, but you know having it for free doesn't hurt. So I know yeah, I'll absolutely. play that too. Yeah, yeah, that's a great great thing about PS Plus, and it looks like they're really listening because for a while there there was not really. Everything they put it they put up is is good, it's decent, but there were no you know big titles. So this is two p two pieces of games that are two two games that are uh, pretty good. Um, I think Freedom Cry was a standalone DLC, right? It wasn't. You don't necessarily have to own AC Four to get it. Yeah, the, uh, actually, when it first came out, it was a part of the DLC package, mm. and season, you had to, you had to have the season pass or buy it separately. Um, you know, but you had to have Black Flag, and then a year later, 2014, they released the standalone version of it. Got it, got it. Okay, yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm excited for Downwell. I downloaded it on my Vita, but I haven't I haven't launched it. Uh, so I heard that game's really good. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to trying that. Oh yeah, yeah. So what'd you do, Obed? What's going on with you, man? So uh, I finally got to start a new game. <laughs> it, it, we'll we'll go into into details here in a few because we have a lot to talk about. Um, but I I finally started near Automata. Nice. And, and it's 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 really good. I'm about five six hours in. Uh, it's hard, uh, so it's it's pretty challenging. Um, the game gets really. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get the uh, the the negatives out, and the only negative that I have right now um, is I'm playing it, and and as I've said before, I have a standard PS4. Um, there's some areas that it gets it gets really chugglicious. Wow! So, so the frame rate drops dramatically. There's some performance issues. Uh, I believe they're due to the engine they're using. Um, uh, Digital Foundry did an analysis on the game, and they find that the engine is not is not greatly optimized. Even on PC, on a high power PC, it it's, it struggles a little bit. Um, for the most part, it runs okay, but there's some parts in the game that that get the frame rate dips down to you know low the high twenties probably because right. it gets really. It gets pretty bad sometimes. Uh, I heard that the PS Pro, if you play it on, on a PS4 Pro, um, it, it's a lot more stable, um, and it, it actually looks a little bit better. Uh, it runs at 900p on the regular uh, PS4, which to me doesn't matter. But um, <clears throat> excuse me, just getting uh, uh, the game to run at a consistent frame rate seems to be an issue. Uh, but Joel, that game is really, really interesting. Uh, in the first hour. Of that game, you have six different, seven different genres of games in that first opening hour, and it is so good, man. Because you you start as um, you start as a vertical shooter, right? So you have a sequence, and you're on you know this, this glider, and and you're shooting shooting up stuff, and then the camera switches, and it becomes like a a third person shooter like a shoot 'em up uh and what but when i what i mean when i'm when i say shooter is i mean a shmup so a shoot 'em up like a you know uh like a your r type and your gradius and uh your raiden and and all those you know uh, uh flying games basically your 1943s um so jolie switches to a third person shooter and then it switches to a twin stick shooter and then it switches to uh a horizontal shooter and then it switches to a a character action game and then it switches to a 2D platformer action game and then it switches to an RPG oh my goodness it's crazy 
the voice acting is really good because these the, the the characters that you play as are androids and this is no spoilers because he's been out there for a while but you play the year the years like the year like 5200 or something so um and you, all the characters are, are basically androids that uh, all the playable characters uh, and and they're really dry you know they have some humor some have some humor but they're mostly really dry but it's well acted and I really like it because it's so it's so blunt that that it's it's it, it's really good I don't know how to explain it but it's like the voice acting is not bad by no means but because the characters are so dry it just makes it really interesting and it's well acted so that's probably uh, that's probably why so it, it's really good the RPG elements on it are, are are decent you know you have your level up your weapon level up um, you have your side quests and and everything takes place in this sort of open world area um, it's not greatly detailed you know this it's not by no means there's no it's not Horizon, you know. This doesn't look incredible. It looks like a, it looks like a PS3 game that runs really well. Uh, if you if you want my honest opinion, because it does look kind of like a PS3 game that just runs real, real well, and it's really interesting. I really like it. Uh, I really like the music, Joel. It's, it has this interactive music. Uh, it, to me, it feels like the music. It's actually part of the storytelling. So, the the more things you do on a stage, say you you get a mission right um you will get you will get your mission from your your command or whatever um and you start your music starts like say just a piano on on while you're exploring the open world for example well you get your mission right and the music adds like percussion to the piano and then once you get to like the last part of the mission, it adds vocals. So it's it's in the music itself. It's interactive, and I and I love it. And the music is really really good. Uh, so I'm having a great time with it so far. I'm really excited to just keep playing it. I know. I remember when you picked up this game, and you were like, "Oh my gosh, I have Persona. I gotta finish, and then I can get into this." And now you're finally here getting into it, and it sounds like it's another solid game, man. Yeah, I know it's. Uh, I'm I'm really excited, and and the reason, and again we go back to so so the reason um that uh, uh, I'm I'm playing this game is I, I finally f- finished Persona Five after 118 hours. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so so I so for you guys I got I got kind of a a review, not necessarily a review, but of a, but a, a, you know my final impressions on the game. Um, and then, and then we, we definitely, you know, segue into into a lot more things. Uh, so, Joel, um, just to just to, out of respect for for our listeners, just a, a, a spoiler warning. Uh, I know that I've talked to you a little bit about it, and you said you didn't mind. Uh, I'm not gonna give a very very specifics, but this would be. I'm still gonna say spoiler warning because I'm gonna uh, talk about certain things. Let's do uh, not, it. Not, not necessarily, not necessarily, you know, give exact details. But um, if you guys can give me five ten minutes, I will. I will give you guys my final impressions on this game, uh, Joe. So and you know, and I and I talked about it on my top ten uh, favorite games ever. Persona Four, masterpiece of a game. I absolutely love it. Uh, Persona Five takes it to the next level. So this is this is the next evolution of the JRPG. It's it's phenomenal. I cannot say enough good things about it. To the point that remember when I what I've said in the past, I was like, oh, I find I find like I'm not I'm not connecting to some of these characters that much, and I I've said some of I said some of those things right, and because Persona Four, I really connected with the characters on an emotional level, and you know things that I was going through, all that played into my my final impressions for that game. But on Five, I wasn't feeling it. And remember, I told you it's like, oh, like, I'm kind of not feeling it. Uh, but then things started happening, like when once you hit that, you know. A hundred hour mark or or whatever. I, I mean, it, it depends. I mean, it could take ninety to one hundred and twenty hours to finish. Uh, depends on how you play the game. But once you hit 
that's that point when you, you start getting revelations about characters and and there's a huge revelation about a, a very important character that's an on on every persona game basically it's it's the glue um, that's that hold these games together um so um i i i was really excited to see these things and uh the things that um that how how the game was revealed and how everything came to be so i'm i'm man i really don't want to go into spoilers joel but um but yeah it's there was a, a huge revelation about this this very important character and and it, when you start playing it's very jarring what happened to this character um because he's a character like i said it's on every persona game and but then but then you know it all gets explained and it's and it's great the way they did it is phenomenal uh, i think the ending the ending of the game was really really strong uh, probably stronger than persona 4s because it doesn't have that separation aspect of it that 4 had um so i i really enjoyed it uh, the battle system's phenomenal um I, I i the characters grew on me after after this time to the point Joel that i finished the game i started playing near right and then after after a few hours I started getting separation anxiety, and I was like, oh, I kind of missed these guys already. That's real stuff, by the way, guys. When you play games, a game long enough, that that's yeah. real. Yeah, so I had to I had to go back, and like I started listening to some of the music, because it, it, the music gets, gets so embedded on you. And uh, the music on this game is, like, top-notch. This is probably, like, up there with, like, the best music of video games ever, because it's so good. It's, like, it's masterful. Well, there's some award-winning people involved in it, I believe, too. Yeah, well, uh, 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 uh Meguro, uh, he's been doing the Persona soundtrack since 3, uh, and the guy's a pro. I mean, the guy's a master. He's a musician. And then um, uh, the vocalist for the game, uh, she's an artist called Lin. Uh, she's a Japanese artist, and but she was, she was really good. She had this really soulful voice, and every track that she was on oh it was so good um but yeah guys it, it overall uh, you know perfect game uh, like to me the characters are not as strong as on uh, persona 4 but then the 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 dungeon design and and some of the story aspects of this game made it on par if not better than 4 a four is still, uh, I, you know, hell's a special place in my heart, but but five is it's up there. It's it, it definitely was an experience. I highly recommend that you guys check it out. But Joel, in a segue, if you guys don't have time to check it out, you can check out the anime. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, so they just announced um, this week. That um, Persona Five will get you know its own anime, and I've forgotten to to tell this Joel, but um, if you if you heard me talk about um, Persona Four and how much I I, I enjoy that game, um, if you don't have the hundred plus hours or you know, I think I beat it in like ninety six hours. If if you don't have that kind of time, I highly recommend the Persona Four anime. I believe it's on Hulu. Uh, and it's about 26 episodes is a, a standard two season anime and it's really good it goes through all the story um it basically just takes the, the most important parts of the story uh and, and it's well paced so you you really don't me miss that much um so highly recommend it uh so Joel, yeah they announced this they they had a short trailer announcing that the um uh, voice actors will be the same voice actors as the game and this is coming out next year it's fantastic, and I think it hits on the mark of what you said for those who don't have the time to, to log and play this game. Because it, it, it's not the kind of game you can just run through. It's a game that requires you to do a lot of different things, and you're, you're doing... You have to follow each of these characters, and it's kind of like life choices, you know, style game. It's, so It's a commitment, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a commitment. Yeah. So, you know, having the opportunity to, you know, still get into the persona... 
fandom and experience the franchise but with limited time having the opportunity to watch an anime is, is great so i just think it just helps them so much more um than i think many people will realize and and you know if people do do end up finding the time later on they'll go back and play these games yeah and and on four um if you guys have the chance or if you're interested on going back on four um and even the dub uh it's really good i i didn't watch the the original Japanese version of it. I, I watched the dub, which I played the game in English um, on four. So, you know, it has Johnny Johnny John Bosch and, and Troy Baker, and uh, you know this. It's the voice acting is phenomenal. Um, so you guys don't need to worry about being it, it being dubbed. And like I said, I think it's on Hulu right now. Um, but man, Joe just keeping up with the Persona news this week was was crazy. I know. Um, I couldn't believe. I couldn't believe it. I was like, "This is Persona week." Yeah, it's it is Persona week. <laughs> and and it, it it it's funny because it happened to be like like I finished it, and then and and then all these announcements came out <laughs> almost at the same time. So it was like perfect timing for me. And I didn't. I swear. I swear, guys. I, I didn't time it. Uh, I didn't leak anything. <laughs> so, so uh Joe, the other announcement um that happened this week and is that we were getting two more games uh or two more dancing games uh following uh persona 4 dancing all night that came out uh on the vita a couple of years ago um you were gonna get two more games and it's uh persona 3 dancing moon night uh, which is this one is really interesting Joel, because persona 3 compared to definitely four to some extent five five is not really it's it's um it started really dark because it started like the, that first dungeon and that first sequence was really really dark uh and really adult um and and it but it, it kind of turned into more more of a light-hearted uh thing but but three was not Three was a really uh, dire and depressing game from beginning to end, um, and and it was really dark, you know, and and it had you know the themes of death and suicide and and all this you know uh, uh, really mature themes. So I'm really interested to see how they pull this one off. Uh, and then the second one is Persona Five Dancing Star Night, uh, which would be of course um, uh, featuring the characters of uh, Persona Five. Um, both games coming out for PS4 and Vita, uh, spring 2018. So Vita's not dead. No, no. I mean, and, and that's the, that's the thing when you just mentioned about, um, Persona 4 dancing all night, like that, the reason that game was, uh, a PS Vita game only game, if I'm not mistaken. It's exclusive. Yeah. Um, exclusive. So, uh, you know, and that's because, you know, in, in Japan, it's, it's a pretty big, you know, pretty big market for the Vita. And, and the Persona games in general. But, I mean, it's great to have the opportunity for those who don't want to play in a Vita or don't have Vita to actually play now these these other games now, either on Vita or on their PS4. I'm very happy to hear that they're doing that. And, uh, you know, 20, 2018 will be here before you know it, and you'll have plenty of games to play to continue your Persona fandom, which is great for someone like just like yourself who just finished... Uh, yeah just finished playing the game so now you can have some more content to keep you busy and, and it's still in the persona franchise yeah, which is funny because i i, I kind of like the not not to the level as four but after finished five i, I did have some did have some separation anxiety <laughs> i'm not sure I, i'm not sure if i'm if i'm ready to go back so soon uh, but that's it, it's good to know that the universe is going to keep on going and speaking of keeping on going uh, Persona Q2. So this is a, uh, a follow-up to the Persona Q game that came out for 3DS. This was also announced, and uh, it will be also out on the 3DS. So this is more of a queued-up version of Persona. Okay, ex ex yeah, explain that a little bit to me, because this one was a little bit... I was trying to understand it. Yeah, so Persona Q um, for the 3DS is basically... Uh, not to go into any lore, the game is not canon. Uh, it's more definitely more of a spin-off. Um, but it something happened in the universe that it brought uh, the cast of three and four together, 
and they go into this labyrinth to you know solve their mystery um, basically and um, the character design is it's more of a cute type of character design so it's not not you know your normal anime looking uh, or they I mean they do look anime but uh, they they're like like big you know basically like they have big heads and you know weird proportions uh, so it's more of a cute version so and they have like large eyes and uh, you know uh, like I said their proportions are not are not exactly like you know <laughs> normal <laughs> yeah and, but you're saying it's and this this is still gonna be only on 3ds this next one so yeah, it's probably just to keep it more child friendly I'm assuming as well. Uh, well, I think the 3DS one was rated teen, if I'm not wrong. Um, Interesting. There was some. Uh, I've, I saw some cutscenes, and and they they you know they do some you know uh, some risque jokes here and there. Okay. Uh, but nothing nothing you know out of the ordinary. Nothing nothing super crazy. Right. Um, um, it looks like this one's going to be based on the characters from Five. I'm not sure what they're doing. It's just they just released a logo basically, and they announced the game. Um, but, uh, but the, the gameplay is really different because the, uh, the gameplay on, on Q was first person dungeons, uh, more of, uh, the traditional Shin Megami Tensei games, which is the game that Persona spun off from. Uh, so the dungeons are first person and, uh, the gameplay is, is considerably different, uh, from the Persona games. Um, I heard I heard's real good. I heard it's not for everyone because it's really hard. Q, so you know it's not necessarily for kids. Like, but you know, uh, but they're 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 addressing uh, the kawaii market as well. De- definitely, <laughs> that makes that makes sense now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it, it is it's a spinoff. It's non can basically the dance games uh, at least dancing all night for for I believe that was canon. <laughs> but let's not let's not get too crazy on lore. Uh, but the last piece of info, Joel, that I have for Persona, uh, there this one is a leak. Uh, basically, Persona or Atlas uh, registered p5r.com. So they are as uh, the assumption behind this is that it'll be a uh, a revision or the R standing for revision. Uh, of Persona 5 so this would be a revised version um, of Persona 5 and um, I, I don't know they, they definitely have room to add more stuff um, like on 4 once you get to a certain date uh, the calendar advances in weeks uh, on 4 versus 4 golden um, they added a dungeon during those weeks and uh, they added a slideshow and they added a couple a couple things just to make that that passage of time uh, a little bit more meaningful um, and um, they added new you know new social links on four confidants on five so I'm assuming that it's probably gonna be a, you know either a DLC expansion or uh, or a totally different version or both who knows at this point but uh, that was the other the other piece of persona news that came out uh, this week interesting interesting definitely a lot of, a lot of news there yeah so if you're a, if you're a persona fan, if you're a persona fan uh, you're probably going crazy uh, and, and because if there's there's so much content uh, of course the characters from forum coming back are on uh, blaze blue cross tag battle and uh, I, I'm I'm assuming there will be a, a Persona 5 um, fighting game as well uh, at a later time. Um, but uh, that's, that's all I got for that, man. That was a lot. Um, but question but for it, you though, question yeah. for you though, but are you, are you going to be playing any of these dancing games? I'm not sure. Uh, we'll we'll see how they review. I know that Dancing All Night All Night reviewed pretty well. The one for Vita. Um, not sure. I mean, I'm not. I'm not a big rhythm game person, but uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind checking it out either. So, <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of the dancing games. Uh, they they do better usually on mobile platforms like Vita. So you know, I mean, it's good to have the option, of course, to play on PS4. But typically, yeah. they just do better on on the mobile platform. Yeah, and and um, uh, Dancing All Night did really well, and of course, the Hatsune Miku games do really well as well. Uh, both in Japan and, and even here. So, 
um, you know, it's a it's a niche market. Oh, the um uh, other thing, Joe. Before uh, before we move on, um, uh, Atlas did or Sega did announce that Persona Five had, I believe, sold two million units. So, man, that was a niche fran- franchise a couple of years ago, and now they're selling millions. So, wow, uh, they're doing they're doing really well, and and they they know how to market this this thing and. And how to milk it too. So we'll see. <laughs> Hopefully, it doesn't go too crazy. Uh, but keeping up with the anime news, Joel, something happened this week that was pretty interesting too. Yeah, uh, I was pretty amazed when I heard this. Uh, so apparently, it's it's official. Uh, it was posted by Funimation. Funimation agrees to be acquired by Sony Pictures Television Networks. Hmm. Um, yeah, I when I, I saw this, you read into it a little bit more. Apparently, they didn't purchase the whole thing. They just bought the majority of the stakes in the company, which basically gives them uh, the majority ownership. Um, you know, it's a power move um, of the company. Yeah. So, you know, the, Funimation is a major uh, anime um, streaming you know site and platform. Now they're they're a distributor and license holder as well. Yes, yes. So, you know, I, I think it's really just to get into the Dragon Ball Z stuff. I think it's really just to um, to now have an opportunity to have their hands on, on that IP. Um, you know, be curious to see now how this goes on with, you know, their relations with people like Crunchyroll. Um, you know, as things are right now, apparently they're not going to be letting go of any of the staff. They're keeping everyone intact. They're just taking over the company. Uh, and, and the same uh, voice talents and the same production on on these shows are still gonna still they're still gonna happen the way that they've been apparently. Uh, I know a lot of the internet was going crazy. There's a lot of people who are very um, who came across very upset about it. I understand. I I think it's one of those things that whenever a, something that you love, a company that you love is being purchased, there's always gonna be that that fear. I was talking to you about this in regards to when Disney bought Marvel or when Disney yeah. bought Lucasfilm. I, I was concerned. I, I think I a, a little bit overreacted in some things and was concerned. I think it's turned out to be just fine, <laughs> more than just fine. <laughs> so um, I think in this situation, I, I'm really hoping. I think Sony's gonna gonna do things well here as long as they don't emoji movie this. We'll be we'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, and the big thing is that you know we have to remember that Sony is a Japanese company, and owning uh, distribution rights to uh, an extensive uh, library of anime in the U.S. and I believe Funimation does some uh, distribution in Europe as well. Um, just just to have the ability to distribute this this kind of content uh, for Sony is huge and. Uh, you know, like you said, uh, they may be shooting for the Dragon Ball crowd. Dragon Ball has been very popular for the last 30 years, but, and, and it's, you know, coming back in popularity with Dragon Ball Super. Um, but to me, you know, it, it does, they do have some other properties that are very, very important, like Attack on Titan, which is like mind blowingly good. And then, you know, they have One Piece, which is, has been going on forever they have like a like 600 episodes or something um <laughs> so you know there they there's some properties that are that are pretty important here um and, and and sony making this move was very interesting very i did not see this coming um no, but me yeah um also also to remember that funimation does dubs and translations that could help sony with bringing you know more playstation content and you know in english and you know it, it, this is all you know they, they're probably trying to create synergy and um sony they released their, their financials uh they're they're doing pretty well they posted up 1.2 billion in revenue i believe for the first time in 20 in like 20 years um so they're doing pretty well they they probably needed to you know beef up their tv properties and uh, i believe this was the right move for them i agree and my hope is that they connect a lot with also content creators or people who up to promote the content um from funimation um i think those are the people that they can ease the concerns with as long as they you know build a good relationship with them and show like we really care about these properties really care about you know this we're not just trying to take it over and ruin things 
So, um, you know, I think that's what a lot of people were afraid of, especially like YouTubers, you know, they were afraid because Sony does have a history of flagging a lot of things online. Uh, so I, I think as long as they build a good reputation with, with the creators and they prove not just by words but by actions, and I think they will, I think people will quickly realize this is fine, this is good, this is good business for them. Um, but I do think that uh, the Japanese audience and, and just the audience in general will be pleased with what comes out of this. Yeah. My only concern um, from, from all of this, Joe, is uh, that Sony will try to start bringing more anime into movies, kind of like what they did with um, uh, with Ghost in the Shell. And that kind of sort of didn't work out. I haven't seen it, but I've seen several reviews of it um so hopefully they they you know they they keep their distance and not not, not let amy pascal get close to any of these properties <laughs> and we should be all right <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah and uh and i know that there was a a, a couple other uh, uh movie announcements shows yeah right yeah so it was a it was a different week here we Got some Transformers news from the Hollywood Reporter. They have the exclusive coming out that John Cena is joining the Transformers spinoff Bumblebee movie that's coming out in 2018. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, that's that. I think that was another right move, man. Yeah, Haley Haley Seinfeld is gonna be the 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 main star, but that they they announced from the get go. They also said that the date is gonna be December twenty first, two thousand eighteen, which is basically a Christmas weekend idea. Interesting. Yeah. Um, the thing about that's the most intriguing to me is that it's the same weekend that the Aquaman movie is scheduled to come out for. Huh. So it's a battle of the box office there. I personally don't see this movie staying on that date. I'll be surprised. Uh, I, my hope is that they they move it up a little bit, or they move it <laughs> later on, because I just I, I I really feel that the hype around Justice League, everything that we talked about last week uh, yep. about Comic-Con, what they're doing with Aquaman. If you haven't heard, guys, listen to that episode. Give a lot of insight there. Um, you know, the hype is so big for Aquaman that I just feel like the negative the negative publicity that the Transformers films are coming off of with uh, Transformers 5 last night. There's such like a lack of energy for this franchise right now. Yeah. Um, honestly, it's one of those, just watching Transformers last night, it's a, one of the forgettable movies of the summer. Uh, and that's that's not good for a film that's cost over $200 million to make. So, you know, I, I, my, I love Bumblebee. I love John Cena. Uh, Haley Steinfeld's solid casting choice. My hope is that they're not going to just make it just Haley Steinfeld and just John Cena. My hope is that they have like a really cool kind of team cast they put around. Uh, maybe, yeah. not, I'm not saying Fast and Furious style necessarily where it's this family thing, but I would love to see um, not something where it's just the, the way they've done with, you know, Mark Wahlberg and then like another, and, and a lady. Like that's that, that same style that Michael Bay has done. It just doesn't work. Um, you know, so, so my hope is that they, they really just build this wall i think that they they have a good plan in the director uh, i don't know if you saw who that is it's the same guy travis knight who's the same guy who directed kubo and the two strings oh. which was really good yeah. yeah 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 oh wow okay i didn't know that that's all right you got my attention jill yeah yeah so <laughs> so kubo and two strings was really was really a surprising film so Most now having this yeah. yeah, now having this guy direct this movie with John Cena and Haley Seifold, you've got a good cast, you've got a good director. You know, Bumble, I still believe that the Transformers themselves is good content. There's good material there. It yeah, just hasn't been yeah. translated. So it has the recipe to be a good movie. Um, Absolutely. I, I'm rooting for it to do well. Yeah, yeah, and and like we talked about John Cena, you know, kids love him, ladies love him, guys like him, you know, he's a very likable guy too, you know, it's, it, I, it's like, he, he's like The Rock Jr., kind of. Pretty much, yeah. At, at this, at this point, yeah. Um, it, it's funny because my wife was asking me, I was like, I wonder why John Cena still wrestles, you know, he could be just making movies like The Rock, I was like, yeah, well, it makes sense, yeah, why not? It's um, true. And she was yeah, and and to, to some extent she's right. You know he can 
he can he can go that route. I I think he that he the, the Rock has this charisma to him though that it's it's just like overflows. And John Cena's a little bit more dry, but um, people like him. You know, like I said, kids like him a lot, and he's gonna bring people in. He's gonna put butts in the seats, and and they're gonna make money. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I, I, again, as long as they don't, as long as they move the date away from Aquaman, I just can't see that staying. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens with that franchise. I don't know. <laughs> I don't I'm, know I'm, man. I'm, 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 I'm still concerned. I haven't watched last night. I have almost no interest in watching it. So. <laughs> uh, we'll see where that we'll see where that goes. We'll see where that goes. And then the next bit of news that we have in the film side is the Deadpool sequel that's supposed to be coming out. Um, they released the yep. first images of Domino, uh, Nina Thurman, uh, her character, um, who's played by Zazie Beats, I believe, or Zazie Beats, if I'm not pronouncing it right. Um, <laughs> so she, so she, she's playing Domino. You know, the first picture they, they released here is, is basically her in the same pose that Deadpool did, had for the first Deadpool photo reveal that, that was um, for that marketing campaign, which was pro- honestly, <laughs> that I'd say that's probably one of the best marketing campaigns I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Say what you will about the movies, whether you watched them or not, you have to admit that was one of the best marketing campaigns ever. Yeah, that um, campaign was genius, and, and you can tell that... Um, that they were they were they got really creative because they didn't have any like marketing budget right they had no marketing zero money fox wanted to pay for this they didn't even want to make the movie to begin with that's yeah. another story uh, but yep. ryan reynolds himself took yeah. money his own money and paid these guys to put together this marketing campaign for deadpool um, and you can see that it was a true passion product. I mean, when you, when you see, I'm sure you, the one I think that I think about the most is the the notebook style uh, billboard they had. Oh yeah, <laughs> coming you, out on Valentine's Day. Coming out Valentine's Day, and it did. And and I remember how many guys I had talked to at that time, and they were like, "Yeah, my wife or my girlfriend, they saw <laughs> that, and they were like, oh my gosh." This movie, I want to see it. What it's is it? Genius. Deadpool, <laughs> Valentine's Notebooks movie. So it, it was. It's pretty. It's pretty genius marketing. Now what they're doing with with this, if they continue the same success, this time they actually have a budget, which is interesting to see what they do now. Um, so yeah, I mean the look of Domino. Just to get into that a little bit. Um, you know, it, it's it's fine. Uh, it's not the traditional comic appearance mm-hmm. you know um i do like the you know how the, the spot by the eye is really cool um you know doesn't have the blue hair or the you know um kind of like a harley quinn makeup face kind of style doesn't have any of those things um but you know as long as the portrayal solid my hope I, we know nothing of what the deadpool story Deadpool 2 story is there really is nothing there except for speculation at this point so I would love to see that they don't just include her in Deadpool 2 but maybe if they can include her in the X-Men franchise uh, I, I her character is a very cool character no it's it's a very D tier character in X-Men yeah. but uh, I, I've always been a, a fan of Domino you know I never thought of her as a character to work with Deadpool I've always just thought of her with the X-Men or the X-Force which is where she first appeared x-force uh number nine i think that was like in 1992 so she's fairly new um but but I, I'm, I'm excited to see her character brought on the big screen hopefully it's done well yeah yeah i'm, I'm excited i mean the more the more characters deadpool brings in the better uh you can definitely tell that they were stretching the budget and even making the joke it's like oh there's is there like only two x-men in this house uh when he went back <laughs> to classes, the mansion yeah yeah <laughs> It was like, well, we couldn't afford any more X-Men or something like that. It was, it was pretty good. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to Deadpool uh, 2 or, or or whatever the final title for that movie will be. Um, but moving right along, Joe, uh, remember we talked about a couple weeks ago that um, that uh, Sega was going to make like a Genesis Mini or... Uh, or, 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 you know, something to in the likes of the uh, NES... Uh, classic mini or the super nes classic mini right yep so um they send out review copies i believe the console still slated to come out in september 22nd and um and they send out copy reviews 
and everyone's complaining, man. No one likes this thing. They they're saying that it's crap. It's missing the the frame rate on games is not good. Emulation, sound emulation's bad. Even running games from a cartridge um, looks they don't run how they should. Um, they announced that it comes with 80 games. Uh, I believe 45 games are Genesis games. It does have, I believe, 20 um, um, Sega Master System and Game Gear games. And the rest are just, you know, crapware. So, man, co coming from that debacle of, from the, uh, the um, iOS games that they released, that archive series that they released on mobile, and going now doing this thing. Now, keep in mind that this is not... The device itself is made by Ad Games. It's not by, made by Sega. And Ad Games, they're, um, they're based out of Brazil. They made, you know, a lot of the Sega clones back in the 90s and early 2000s. Um, but, man, I really wanted this thing to be good because I wanted to get one. But now I'm just... I'm going to keep away from it unless they revise it and send new review copies and and everyone can agree that it actually runs well i'm gonna skip it yeah i was very sad to hear this news too because i think you were more leaning towards actually getting it where for me it was something that intrigued me enough to consider getting it i had no plans to get it but it was something i definitely would consider now hearing this it completely takes that completely out of it where i'm like i don't even i'm not i'm not getting this so you know it's unfortunate news to hear but uh, no, there's always a chance they could revise it, like you said, but mm -hmm. it's not what you want to hear. Yeah, and, uh, you know, at least it, it looks like it's displaying stuff properly on the TVs. Uh, I, I think they said, uh, what I've heard from, uh, I think the uh, Giant Bomb guys, or either Giant Bomb or GameSpot, um, they were um, saying that some of the sprites on the Game Gear games uh, were stretched. Uh, they didn't look that great. Um and, and then the bigger issues were, you know, frame rate issues and sound emulation was, was really bad. Uh, and it's unfortunate. I was really, I was, I was looking forward to this thing because I was like, oh, well, I may not be able to grab one of the NES one, the Super NES ones when they come out. I'm still signed up for all these alerts and I really want to get one. Um, but it, it's unfortunate that um, they, they're having this, this sort of issue. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And uh, just uh, the last piece of news, Joe, uh, something very interesting uh, got announced uh, just yesterday. Uh, Disney, um, as you guys are familiar, we're, we're from the Central Florida area, um, and Disney plays a big part in, in our you know community and, and pretty much the, the entire uh, the entire county uh, county area or the state for that for that matter. Yeah, I say um, the state definitely. Yeah. Um, so Disney uh, over here in, uh, in in Florida has the uh, ESPN Whitewell Sports, and it's a sports complex where they have uh, several different venues uh, to accommodate over uh, you know over seventy types of different sports, and uh, it's a huge land area. You know, uh, uh, my wife worked there for a while, and to get around you have to use golf carts because it's so big. You have to, you know, you just, you just can't walk from place to place. You have to use a golf cart to get around. Uh, so it's a pretty big area. And and the reason we're talking about this is that um, they announced just yesterday, uh, this was uh, yesterday, just August 2nd, um, that they are building a an esports stadium. Uh, and this would be uh, around 300 square feet, that, and it'll accommodate around 8,000 8, people. And man, Disney's going to it too, man. Esports is a thing, and it's here to stay. Doesn't matter if you're a naysayer; it's it's here to stay. I know. I mean, Dis for Disney to get into the esports game, that's that's huge, man. Um, you know, they, you said they have plenty of space for this to build a stadium. I forget how many seats you said is it supposed to seat? Eight thousand. Yeah, that's that's big enough right there for them to hold some serious esports championships. I think this gives it now a platform if Disney's behind it and and you get people from the world coming in. Um, it's this thing spreading like wildfire. 
There, there's, yeah. th- you know, this is just helping the cause, uh, and it's gonna help our local community as well to get behind esports even more. Yeah, and there's a a, a big esports event coming up uh, in, in the next week uh, here in in Central Florida as well. Uh, over at the Amway Center, the uh, Call of Duty World League Championships are coming up, and they are sold out, from what I understand. Yeah, it just shows you how many people are are behind this thing. Yeah, it, and this is worldwide. There's people coming up from, you know, very various countries and from various states in the U.S. So um, it's big. It's big money. Uh, it's here to stay. Uh, doesn't matter what the naysayers say. And this is, you know, it, it's a it, it's a sport. You know, these guys are athletes, and uh, I'm glad that this is happening um, because it's something that I. Back in the 90s when I was doing some, you know, some local competitive Street Fighter, uh, I was envisioning this type of thing. I was like, well, what would happen if they do like a big, like, like, do you, do you ever watch, um, Jill, did you ever watch the movie The Wizard? Uh, no, I did not. Okay. Homework. Watch The Wizard. Uh, (laughs) So, um, The Wizard is this movie with Fred Savage and... Uh, his brother and they go on uh, on a quest it's a it has some you know a family dynamic but they basically go on a quest to go over to uh la and participate in uh basically what what it was uh like a nintendo world championship and they do have this whole esports setup and uh, I think I believe the movie came out in 1990, if I'm not wrong. It was late 90, early 91, um, and um, and they have this whole, you know, stage and this whole esports thing and money and sponsors. So um, watch the movie, Joe, because it's very very interesting. And, and looking at, looking at it now, uh, it, it just it's it's like prophetic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, it, I mean it, 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 it's the future, and yeah. it's here now. It's here now, and um, wow, looking forward to, you know, uh, this this type of expansions and the expansion on, you know, the fighting game community. Like like we like we've talked, fighting games are are the strongest the strongest they've ever been, and uh, you know now with you know Call of Duty and MOBAs and uh, all these over games and the Overwatch League and the NBA coming on on board. Uh, we'll see. This is all very interesting. Absolutely, We're, I'm all about it, and I'm so glad to hear Disney doing this. I love, I love the wide world of sports. So it's another incentive to go over there now and, and watch some tournaments. Yeah, yeah, excellent, good stuff, man. Uh, we got all the, uh, all the persona out of our bodies. Some movie news. It was, it was a little bit more balanced. You didn't go. I- you didn't go on a, on a rant on, on the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I I got a few. I got a few people follow up with me on that with the Flash. It, it, I'm passionate about it, guys. I'm passionate, passionate about it. Yeah, this, this guy's very passionate with the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know, right? Uh, oh man, uh, <laughs> man. I'm I'm telling you. You know what? Hey, those sweaty nerds. They like their podcasts. I can tell you that. Absolutely, absolutely. Comic Con is no joke. It's no joke. Yeah. No, no. I mean, it's it's so serious that you have if you're you Paul H. People sleep outside two days before just to get into a panel for for just for a couple hours. Yeah. I mean, you, you. I think sweaty nerds is even just putting it nice. I mean, <laughs> the, <laughs> these guys are intense. And yeah. you know I, that's why I did feel bad when I heard like people like Fox didn't have um, you know like any X Men news or anything just Kingsman. I mean, you know those kids that are sleeping outside hoping to see something with with Deadpool or the X Men, and then they come in there and all they see is Kingsman. And you know sleeping two days outside, they, they're probably pretty upset. Um, yeah, you know, I would. It's, I would be upset too. So you know the, the the fans are passionate, and I'm glad they're they're listening to our show. Absolutely. So Joe, where, where can everyone find us? Yeah, absolutely, guys. Please stay connected with us on social media by following at No Low Time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. That's again at No Low Time. Really easy to find us. Uh, also, make sure to subscribe to our show on Google Play and iTunes. Uh, you can just you know look up No Low Time and, and we'll be there. And by doing that, you'll be able to have the latest episodes uh, be notified when they come out. 
If you ever have any questions for us or want to send us feedback, which we're always happy to hear back, please send us an email at noloadtime at gmail.com. That's noloadtime at gmail.com. Thank you so much, guys, and until next time, we'll see ya. Absolutely. So, guys, uh, as always, uh, I like to leave you with the song of the show. And this is from the Terminator from Sega CD, for the Sega CD. The name of the song is Future Shock. And this soundtrack, well, Joel, was done by, or composed by uh, Tommy Tallarico, famous um, composer, video game composer, and video game personality. Um, and uh, fun fact, Joel, this soundtrack was attributed to being um, the first one-off, if not the first soundtrack for a video game to use actual real instruments, uh, not just synthesizers. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy it and we will see you again next week. That's right guys. Thank you.